Mike Stiles, and this is This Week in the Metaverse, your weekly newscast that keeps you up to date on everything that isn't real and yet is. It's July 4th. Put down the hot dog and beer for just a second and let's see what happened this week. Looks like the crypto industry just got its first major regulatory framework. The European Commission, EU lawmakers, and member states huddled up for hours in Brussels and came away with some Belgian waffles, but also a deal. The law is called Markets and Crypto Assets, or MICA. It's supposed to make things a little less loosey-goosey for crypto players, including stablecoin issuers and exchanges. Stablecoins are going to have to keep enough reserves to meet redemption requests, no matter how many redemptions are being requested, and stablecoins won't be allowed to get too big. They'll be limited to 200 million euros in transactions a day. Platforms can get banned or restricted if they aren't protecting investors or if they threaten market integrity or financial stability. A statement said today, we put order in the Wild West of crypto assets. Which is weird since the Wild West is an American thing. If you have a twin, you know what to do with them. You become magicians, so you can do the G, how did he disappear from the stage, then instantly show up in the back of the theater trick. But do you know what to do with your digital twin? Will it be your evil twin? Will it make you both creepy like those girls in The Shining? Digital twins are used to model physical things in software. The digital twin business is expected to grow to $96 billion by 2029. Siemens and NVIDIA are now teaming up their digital twin work to enable an industrial metaverse. It'll be Siemens industrial design and development tech, plus NVIDIA's Omniverse platform that lets you make photorealistic virtual simulations. The result should be that industrial companies will be able to make decisions faster, collaborate more widely, and ditch the expense of physical prototypes. So, if you ever want to experiment on yourself, go get you a digital twin. Apparently, the brain trust at Meta was sitting around thinking, you know what, we don't think we've given the public enough reasons to hate us. Let's see what we can do about that. Even before it really exists, VR game developers are starting to view Meta as the Darth Vader of the Metaverse. And that's because of soaring Quest Store fees. Even though VR games are needed to make the Metaverse really stick, Meta's already taking a 30% cut of all games sold in the Quest Store. Now, actually, that's standard. Google and Apple gobble up that same percentage of sales through its stores. But the hope was that since Meta's allegedly such big proponents of developing the metaverse and increasing adoption, it would chill out on the greed front. And this is right after complaints earlier this year, Meta was thinking about taking half the revenue from all sales made in Horizon Worlds. Protocol Entertainment interviewed NewZoo metaverse expert Mihai Vikol to see where we stand, and what they learned is the whole metaverse concept remains in flux. Most think it'll be made up of one or many 3D virtual worlds with functional economies, persistent identity, and some interoperability. He sees blockchain gaming as still largely untested with most games badly designed and doomed to crash. Brands are jumping into the metaverse early, probably too early, but it's low cost and low risk with a big potential return, so he's not surprised. Although they're struggling right now, Vicol thinks NFTs have a promising future and the concept of verifiable digital ownership is a powerful one. As for what's still scary about the metaverse, 
He thinks it's the potential for abuse of power in a centralized metaverse, basically all of us winding up being controlled by the Matrix, or Snoop Dogg. He thinks the open standards that are being developed are important to make sure that that doesn't happen. You know the metaverse is getting serious when products start being designed with it in mind, and that's exactly what HTC has done, promising to deliver a smartphone that's ready for the metaverse. The company introduced its Viverse Metaverse ecosystem earlier this year, and the HTC Desire 22 Pro phone will be all tied into that. You'd be able to visit Viverse communities through the phone's browser or sync it with an HTC Vive Flow headset to go into VR. The thinking is that we know everyone's addicted to their phones like crack, so if we want to make the metaverse happen, we can use the phone as an easy, available gateway drug to get people into it. Obviously, their PR team didn't word it that way, but I'm a man of the people and I try to lay things out so you'll understand them. You can pre-order this phone in some markets and the price starts at around $487. And if you don't like the metaverse, you can still play Wordle on it. Who's ready to rock? Don't answer me, that was purely a rhetorical question. But if you are ready to rock and maybe you've aged past getting thrown up on in a mosh pit, Slash has teamed up with Soundscape VR for a VR concert. That's right, Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators live at Studio 60 has been added to Soundscape's Magic Mirror musical metaverse. You'll get the debut of all 10 songs from the new album in a dynamic virtual concert world. Slash said, I'm excited. No, really, he is excited, and he said more. He thinks the experience offers up a great in-the-room feel. The virtual music space is an interesting one to watch because it really is a fun thing to do in the metaverse, and it scales infinitely. No sold-out shows, parking's not a nightmare. Soundscape has six worlds in their music metaverse so far. My favorite is Polka Town. That's what we've got for you this week. If you subscribed, that would be cool. If you mentioned the show to other people, that's even cooler. And we'll be back next week. Music